read something this morning. You know, you're talking about mothers. You know, I got a good mother, praise God. She, when I thought about when I was a boy, my dad died. Uh, she was a young lady. She could have gave us all up, but she did. She could have gave us to other people and just lived their life. She was young. She could have went out, but she didn't. She never let none of us go. Thank God. I know I'd be for me for that. Praise God. I don't know if I'd be up here today. So I thank God for my mom. But you know, sometimes in our life, we wonder why God puts us in a certain position. Listen, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. I don't understand the, all the ways of God. I look at some things like that, like that rose we are talking about this morning, that little tree. I was waiting. I get you guys. I go every day. I said, now, Janet, don't look too hot. <laughs> it, don't, it don't look like it's doing anything. And to tell you the truth, I was going to give up on it. <laughs> and when God produces a rose, see, we don't understand that. In our life, Jesus is the rose. He's the lily of the valley. He's the bright and morning star, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Yes, Lord. Nothing else matters. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Yes, See, people take things for, for granted sometimes. Don't take your mother for granted or your wife or your husband or your child or your children or, or your church or your, you know. You don't think things that God has, I feel it, man, has planted in your life to grow him close to you. Because this church is not here because of me. It's here because of Jesus. And what we do today, the way we worship, the way we motivate you to grow in the Lord, to learn the ways of God. I don't know where I'd be without this book. Come on, somebody. I don't know where I'd be without his spirit. He tugged on me so many times when I didn't feel like going to church. And I didn't feel like praying. And I didn't feel like doing what was right. It takes one lie from the devil to destroy the riches of God in your life. You hear what I'm saying? What I got from the Lord, y'all, is what I'm living off today. The thing is that we're listening to this morning is not about what Lanny could say. It's what God has to say. And it gets a lot personal because it starts dealing with you. You and God. Come on, Holy Ghost. I'm going to read you a song. You don't have to. Listen, I'm just just write it down if you can. I'm going to try to get you out so you can go spend time with your family and whatever. But I, I was just, I, I, I'm betwixt two messages this morning. <laughs> really? But I started reading about wives this morning. Because I'm thinking about a good wife makes a what? A good mother, right? Behind every good man is a good mother. You know what I'm saying? Now, in some cases, the mothers are not so godly, not so, and you know what I'm saying? But I learned a lot, even though I had a good mother. The Lord taught me a lot of things about character, about obedience. About doing things that are right. 
My mama stopped teaching me. God started teaching me. You understand that? So when, I, when I'm, excuse me, when I'm growing up in the Lord, I got four children. So I have to teach them what God taught me, right? See, you come to church, I'm only the, the messenger. I'm not the message, see? I'm only here to tell you what God said, right? And you have to do something with it. It's just not it was a good message or I felt good when you preached it. It's carrying it out of this building. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost saying that. Listen, I don't care how dry your root might feel and your, your, your rose bush might be. Plant it. Plant it. Plant it in somebody's life. Well, I know what kind of person you used to be. You're right, I was. But I ain't no more. Come on, Holy Ghost. <laughs> I might have been a dried up plant, but I got a rose bush this morning. A rose on my little plant this morning. Right? When man says, Lenny ain't no good. You ain't no good. Who's going to listen to you? God says, plant it back. <laughs> my Lord, I feel that, praise God. I don't know what that little rose bush was meaning this morning, but I know now. Put it back. As long as there's a root, it's got the roots to it. Plant it back. Plant it back. Hallelujah. God is good. Okay. I wish you'd just write the verses down this morning. Proverbs 18.22 says this. He that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. Come on. <laughs> Most of us say, well, I don't know about that. I don't care what you say. Hallelujah. He that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. A wife is something, listen, next to the Lord. There's no closer person to you, right? When you look at a, at a wife, you look at your, your one. You're one, right? A lot of times, the wife and the husbands are in agreement. Sometimes, no. But in, in God's eyes, he doesn't see two people, right? He's one. He sees one, one person. He sees one spirit. See, that's why we have to work. And when we work together, it passes on to our children. So we have a good wife, good husband, teaching good values, principles that come from the Lord. Me and Janice, we have enjoyed that fruit. Right. Yesterday, we had a little thing for Mother's Day at my house. I had grandchildren, my daughter-in-law, my son-in-law. You know what? And I'm hearing them talking about Jesus, Lawrence. <laughs> Donna called Janice this morning. She said, I thank you for raising a godly husband that I have. I said, man, what a blessing. Seriously. <laughs> you know, years of... Teaching that little, <laughs> putting the, <laughs> has paid off. 
And you know, I'm saying to why did it, why did it, it started with you, a good mother. Of course, we're going to talk about that on fathers, they're a good father too, but it's, I'm sinning upon how important it is to be a good wife. Sitting down, telling those children about the Lord, right? But the point is this, behind a good president is a good mama. Behind a good preacher is a good mama. But you, know, you go on and on and on and you find out that somewhere, somewhere, somehow, somebody had a good mama. <laughs> the most high calling in America is not the president of the United States. It's the mothers that bring up the presidents of the United States or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's what we do now. See, all of my kids are grown up. Now we got grandkids and stuff. And really, we encourage them. Right, Lawrence? Encourage them to follow the Lord. To obey God. To listen for the voice of the Lord. Does it make sense to you this morning? See, right now, my children are all grown. So all I can do is encourage them and be an example. To let them see the fear of God in you. Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 3. The husband rendered to the wife the affection. What that means is that the, the King James says benevolence. And what that means is that I have responsibility as a husband to be affectionate toward my wife, right? To show how I love her. And it's just not in words sometimes because I'm going to tell you right now, honestly, and I ain't lying to you. I'm telling you, honest to God, truth. I have two things God told me recently. He said, you, you, you serve me with all your heart and serve me with all your life and make sure you take care of your wife. You know, the church comes, I'll take care of the church and stuff, but she's, more, she's, she's second. I love all of y'all, but she actually has to be second because she's my wife, right? Because... I can't show you the affections and compassion until I've shown it to her, right? The Bible compares marriage as a union to the Lord. Go back and read in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 24. It says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And see that the wife reverenced her husband. Paul's making an identifying. He's trying to teach you about the church. And he used a marriage as an example with a union between him and, and, and the church. So if you look at it like that, you say, well, how, how serious is this thing, this God we serve? How, how serious is going to church and how serious is praying? How, how serious is reading our Bible? It's your life. I don't see a Christian making it without being in church, being in prayer, and being in the Word. That's the bottom line. I didn't write this book. God wrote it. I'm a, bit, I'm, a, I'm a strong supporter of people coming to church and joining in fellowship. That's, a, that, that's the key thing. Being with other believers, right? Somebody says, well, I don't want to go to church. you got too much hypocrites. Well, I'd rather go to church with them and go to hell with them, right? <laughs> you want me to say that again? <laughs> 
Listen, I've been coming here a long time, years. I grew up here. I can remember. We saw some videos. I was following it, Yvette. You asked about it. Me and Janice, about the age of you, Kelsey, maybe 23, 24, getting baptized. Man, I got my cutoff shirt, man. I look like <laughs> something from a gangster movie or something. I got on a motorcycle, you know what I'm saying? I said, man, I look rough. <laughs> and we, hair all black. Slim, you ain't going to recognize me. But anyway, that's who I was. But I made a commitment to Jesus. Buried that old man through baptism. Now I come up a brand new person. And I say it often. I'm going to remind you of it. I looked at a, 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 a wedding day picture. Oh, me and Chance, we look good, man. We slim and man, we, look, we look healthy and, and everything. And you know, we, you know, I, I the Lord's supposed to send Donnie at you. <laughs> you know why he was telling me that? Because he said, that person died. <laughs> Woo! Come on, Jesus. Said, so hey, listen, you're not responsible for what he done. Can't blame a dead man. <laughs> he died. He got born again. He gave his life to Jesus. What he done in the past is gone. It's not on your record. I became a new creature in Christ. Now I have to apply that to my wife, as you will do have to, so they can apply that to your children. Be good mothers and good fathers. It says here, and I like these scriptures because I, there's a proverb that says in chapter 5, verse 18, let your foundation be blessed. What does that mean? Praise God. What is your foundation today? Right now, seriously, honestly, what is your foundation? Is it this church? No. no Jesus. Jesus. Is it your wife? No. Jesus. Is it your husband? No. Jesus. Your foundation is Jesus. Right? It says, let your foundations be blessed. And joyful with the, be, listen to this, and a lot of people have this problem, because men, most men, men, they're so prideful, man. It's, I'll tell my wife what I think, and she's going to do what I say. Well, you need to get saved, hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. That's not what the Bible says. It says you rejoice with the wife. Come on, Holy Ghost. Of your youth. Now, most of you, Widows and stuff, it's not what I'm, but you apply that to your walk with the Lord, right? Your, your, your relationship with God is intimate. Uh, he can see things about you, I can't. You understand what I'm saying? See, me, me and Sister Janice, when we're in our private time together, she can see me like you can't. Why? Because she's my wife, right? Her eyes can see me like you can't see me. I can walk in my underwears and do whatever when I'm with her in the room, lock the door. She's the only one who can see that because she's my right. And and, and I had a, years ago, <laughs> I told this story. <laughs> I was preaching a service one time, and I said, "Listen." If you don't have an intimate relationship with God, you don't know it. 
One guy comes to me and says, are you telling me we have to have sex with God? I said, come on, bro. That's not what I'm talking about. How stupid. Because you know why? He had a bad relationship with his wife, and he treated her like garbage, right? So he didn't want to have to. Listen, if you, you, I can tell what kind of relationship you have with God on how you treat your wife. Mm-hmm. Vice versa. All right? If there's no affection for your wife or your husband, there's no affection for God. Oh, no, Blaine, come on. Man. I, I, no, listen to me, praise God. I didn't write this book. See, I can't be a good father till I have a good relationship with God. I can't be a good, my wife can't, you can't be a good mother till you have a good relationship with God, right? God can go into the cracks and the crannies, and he, he knows exactly what you, what you, he sees you like I can't see you, right? My Lord, y'all better see him in or out or something. God can see you like no one can see you. You can't hide from him. His love pierces the deepest walls and the darkest places. My Lord, I'm preaching, honey. His love will pierce anything for you. You say, well, Brother Lynn, I kind of feel like that little plant. Plant it back. Come on, Holy Ghost. That's your relationship with God. If you feel like you've been plucked up, plant it back. Praise God. Put it back in the ground. Put some, some miracle growth or something on it. Fertilize it. Get it going, praise God, because you will die. Listen, when I think about motherhood, okay, I could see, listen, it seems like a, a mother will hide anything a child will do, right? No, yeah. It don't matter. They're always trying to find a way to justify them. No matter how bad they are, no matter how. When I was growing up, I remember sometimes I was, I was rotten, man. I was rotten. Listen, I was, mo- I, was, uh, I was rotten inside of rotten. <laughs> but mama always found a way to try to protect us. <laughs> right? She always found a, trying to find a way to say, that's my boy. Well, she, that's just her mother. Right? Just trying to find a way to justify my life. Now Watch. I started learning some things. I, started, I became a father. And she, well, you know, my kids started growing up, me and Janice. Don't ever justify a child's sin. Never. I was, my son Isaac was a boy. He was a little kid. <laughs> and I see what God was working. He's got that kind of, I don't know, spirit where he's able to, able to organize things, right? And it seems like he's frustrated when he can't do it. Uh, he's talked to politicians just about all across the state. I had a guy come to my office, uh, my, office my house yesterday, running for uh, attorney general, sitting and talking to Isaac. Attorney general is, is the third greatest authority in this state. Had a guy come the other day, was running for uh, lieutenant governor in that little trailer. <laughs> and somehow... He got to be able to get them people to come. The guy running for governor 
Jeff Landry has, wants to talk to him. He has talked to two people right now running for president of the United States. I can't do that, Lawrence. <laughs> but he stands on that phone. Sometimes I'm like, get him. You got a job, boy. I said, you can't be standing on the he got He stays on the phone. He gets, he gets the ability to. But look, when he's growing up, when he's growing up, man, he, listen. <laughs> One day, <laughs> he's determined, man. He just got to get it done. And one day he was building a chicken coop. <laughs> and he wouldn't let me show him how to hold a nail. He just go. And what happened? Ah! Bang his finger with that hammer. One day we had a discussion. He lied to me. I'm telling you a true story. I'm not saying my family's perfect. Please don't fall believe that. We're growing. We had to grow. And he lied to me. I said, son, I'm going to whip you. But I stood there and I said, you know, lying is a sin and it'll take you to hell. I'm telling you, but tears started rolling. It hurted more to hear that than me whipping him. The boogie back there had a different character. It's hard to whip a, man, a boy that walks around with a, a, a coat on with a stick playing Moses. In the yard. <laughs> Always. <laughs> the, the, let me tell you something. <laughs> you know what his favorite toy was? I think Nick had got one the other day. His suit of armor. Breastplate of righteousness. His helmet of salvation. You'd buy him from the kids at, at Mordell's. The, the, the whole setup. He had the sword. He had the breastplate. He had the shield. He was ready for fight the devil. You know, it's not a time, and listen, sometimes I get angry, but we do it. And I'm not telling we're perfect, please. I'm just choosing my own, own testimony. We would kneel beside the bed about every night, and we'd pray with them. Pray on them. And say, Lord, make a preacher out of them. Make a prophet out of them. Come on, Holy Ghost. And I remember that. I remember that. Listen, every one of them. And well, I've seen some of it come to pass. If you're going to be a good mother, a good father, pray on them. Pray on them. Well, if, I, if I buy him a fast car and I'll give him a lot of money, that'll, that'll make him happy. No, I'll destroy him or her. If I give him everything they want, they would love me more. No, some children that they got everything they want hate their parents more than anything. It's the time you spend. With them, teaching them the principles of the Lord, right? Teaching them the ways of God. That's just me, okay? That's my testimony. If I can share that to encourage someone else, like Chad and Chelsea there with a little baby, I mean, to learn to walk in obedience and learning to always apply God's word. We were doing that when my kids were in the womb, praying the word of God you know what? I made my mind up. I'm not going to lose one. Well, Brother Lane, you, you kind of, let me tell you something. Moses went to Pharaoh. And he got, a, got a afflicted Egypt. And Moses went to Pharaoh. And, and Pharaoh said, well, you can go, but you're going to leave your, your cattle and all your sheep and all 
behind. So I ain't leaving one hoof behind. I'm not leaving one hoof, one child, one sheep, nothing. Look at the devil and be serious and say, I ain't losing one child. I'm taking them all with me. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Listen, I'm taking my grandchildren with me. I'm taking my, my, my sons-in-laws and daughter-in-laws. I'm taking, I'm taking all my children with me. I'm taking them all with me. You want to get serious in prayer? Tell the devil where to get off. God has promised me, whatever I'll ask in his name, I'm calling salvation for every part of my family. I'm calling, you know, come on, Holy Ghost. I'm going to pray till it happens, praise God. And if I die before it happens, don't worry. The prayer is already sealed. They're going to make it anyhow. What makes a good mother? Our good father. Uh, one, one, one that has the principles of God in their heart. And the spirit of the living God living in them. Let me ask you a question. I'm fixing to close. Because, man, I could preach this next week. <laughs> when people in this world see you, what's the first thing they notice? I mean, I don't know. When they come to you and they, they look at you, he goes to church peace like everybody else. Did, did he say that? They better not. They, they tell the same jokes we tell. They laugh at the same things we laugh at. They hear the same songs we sing here. I don't need to go to church. I'm just as good as they are. You better not let them say that. Come on. You better not let them get a testimony of the world in you. I know we're growing. I know we still have some things we've got to change. You people think, well, you got to be super spiritual or something. not what I'm saying. But what, listen, I had a chance when I was, I used to drive a cement truck. And all I would do, Lawrence, is get on the radio and say, I'm, I'm on the job. I'm here. Uh, you know, where I was at, whatever I was doing. One old man, he became my dear friend, an old black brother. He came to my truck. He said, you're a believer. <laughs> I said, how do you know that? I didn't preach on the phone. You can't. I mean, just tell them where you're at. It's because it was a testimony of the Spirit. Our Spirit's connected, right? And he can, he can hear my faith, even though I didn't say nothing. <laughs> because he knew what a voice of a Christian sounded like, right? And believe me, I can tell you my failures too. I ain't proud of them. I failed many times as a Christian. I failed many times as a pastor. I failed a lot of times. But I haven't lost my testimony in Jesus. And listen, whatever goes up, if it seems like your root has been plucked up, plant it back. If it seems like the, 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 the bush is drying up, don't leave it out the soil. Plant it back. You feel like giving up because everything you try to do don't work, plant it back. When men start mocking you and laughing at you, criticize you, Plant it back. When it starts sticking your past in your face, plant it back. Come on, Holy Ghost. Listen. Come on, listen. Don't listen. Don't listen to the world. You've made the promise of God's word that says you can do it. Come on, Holy Ghost. You can make it. If you hold to what God says, stop listening to the lies of the devil. You remember a couple of days ago, well, a couple of weeks back, I said, I was preaching this message. A righteous man fallen seven times. But he get it up. <laughs> Woo! Get up. Get up. 
you feel like you're down this morning, get up. You feel like you're defeated this morning, get up. You feel like your rose bush is dried up, plant it back. Get up. Put it back in the ground. Keep on holding on. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't, listen, don't. <laughs> you quit, you lose. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. You stop, you lose. You quit praying, you lose. You quit seeking God, you lose. There's only one way to get close to God is go forward. You go backward, you lose. Boy, something wrong in this place. I said, you go backward, you lose. You give up, you lose. Listen, I've heard preachers tell me things that could have made me give up. I've heard people tell me things that could have made me give up. And I felt like it sometimes. But something inside of me. Come on, Holy Ghost. Don't quit, Lenny. I have lost love for this world like I can't tell you. I looked at the, I, I just looked at the world today and I said, well, what, is hope, what kind of hope do I have in this world? Seriously. I look at people killing each other and hating each other and destroying society as we know today because of selfish pride, ambition for wickedness. And we promote it. The government we have right now is making laws to protect the things that God hates. But you know what? I'm not, I'm not going that way no more. I'm putting my plant right wrong in good soil. Might seem like you're a little dry sometimes, but put it back, plant it back. Give it some water. Get up. I'll tell you what, nothing brought me a little, well, more, I had more joy than that, but that, it, brought, it just brought joy to me to see that little rose sticking out of that little plant. <laughs> Look at that rose you got in your, in your hand. How beautiful is that? Nothing in creation is as beautiful as a rose. Nothing. We can think about the mountains. We can think about oceans. We can think about the beauty of the earth. But nothing is more beautiful than a rose. The rose of Sharon. The lily in the valley. The bright and morning star. We gave that rose to you to show you we love you as a mother. But it's also a symbol of Christ. And what he is. You look at it. Smell it. It has life, right? It's, it's, it's whole. It, 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 it. Listen, when you look at the world today, the world is drying up. You know, death everywhere, like I said. All this. But when you look at that rose sitting next to you, and you say, well, look how good. In a few days, if you don't put it in water, it'll die, right? If you wanted to make it, you can even replant it. You can put it in your yard, find a spot. You know what's going to happen possibly by the next five or six months? You got a rose bush. You got roses. Take it. Cut it. Find your little spot. Put an put a, uh, old tire or something around it and plant it. And watch what happens. 
Amen? To be a good mother, a good wife, a good husband, we have to be fruitful. We have to be fertile. Even though when it seems like things are rough. Listen, me and my Jans, we go through some, we went through some tough times. Really, really tough times. I sit there and tell you the things that we had to deal with in 40, almost 42 years. See that one? I got it right. Married at 18. Born again at 20. I mean, to start our life together. And boy, we had some rocky roads, brother. No. <laughs> Thank God the Lord blessed me with our, our rocky road all our marriage. No. <laughs> but we made it, okay? Let me ask you a question. And I want you to, how many plan on making it? All the way? How many is willing to pay the price it's going to cost to make it all the way? Your family's not going to like you. Your, 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 people, your people on your job not going to like you. Listen, I had a plan when I was, when I was younger. I was working for the highway department. And I remember, I looked like a sore thumb, bro. All them evil people. And, and, one, and I remember one time I was under the a pavilion they have at the highway department. And they knew I was a Christian. And, and they all got together. Man, we're going to have church. They were mocking me. <laughs> says, one says, I'm going to collect the money. So they, was, they had about five, ten guys maybe. And he was talk about, listen, Lars, you talk about hard, bro. But I never, I never been. I said, Lord, I'm just going to let them do. Let them do. I had one little guy. Uh, I could have tied him in a knot, man. He got me so mad. I could have tied him. Listen, I, and, and, I was, and I got angry at him. He said some stupid stuff. The Lord said, you go apologize to him. I said, what? <laughs> I tell you the truth, I want to break his neck. <laughs> Honestly. And, you know, I go to him and I say, Lord, I mean, I say, I say, I say I'm sorry. I should have never done that. He said, I don't care. <laughs> like it was a nut. So I ain't doing that again. Messes up. I'm going to apologize again. Guess what happened? He messed up and I got mad at him and I had to go back. <laughs> and, you know, you see, you argue with God sometimes. You ever argued with God? Oh, no. I ain't going that far. Huh? I did it once before, God. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> and that happened once or twice, maybe three times. When I left the highway department, I found out he was sick. He was dying. I called him. He said, you know what? He said, I never meant those things I said about you. He apologized to me. I said, he ended up dying. <laughs> he might be in glory today. What if I'd have did what the world done? I, you ever stop that? I play these things in my mind. I said, what if I'd have, you know? What if he might have said, well, that's what a Christian like. I sure don't want to be like that. I want you to think about that. It might not make sense to you. Seriously? Why God asks you to do something that's against what you, what your flesh wants, right? See, most Christians are failing because they sit there and they try to understand God. 
See, they try to say, well, that don't make sense, God. That don't make sense, God. That, listen, as long as, it, as long as it's not sin, do it. As long as it's right, do it. Even though it doesn't sound right to you. Because I know, I saw it brought forth fruit a lot of times. And believe me, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. There's a few times I could tell you here from when I could have just. But somebody showed me something. God gave me a, a spirit of forgiveness. And listen, if, 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 if there's bitterness in your heart, let it go. Anger, let it go. Because it almost killed me. And it almost destroyed me. Till I learned what God was trying to do in my relationship with him. I don't know why I'm going that way. But I had, to be, I had to get in a place where he could say, Lanny, you're the problem. Because you allow Satan. But if I wouldn't have been in church, if I wouldn't have been hearing the word, if I wouldn't have been praying, trying to hear from God, I'd have never caught that. Do I have a, God, you know, a godly mother? I couldn't have got that from her or you. It was just something I had to learn from God himself. You know what I'm saying? Even though we could be examples to one another. Don't, 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 don't misunderstand me. There's some principles I'm telling you up here today because I learned from the Lord himself. And you know what? If I wasn't here listening to him, all I had to do was look at the failing Christians I saw. You heard what I said, huh? If I wasn't here from God myself, all I had examples was failing people. And those that went to church even. Come on now. But I had to make up my mind, it's, 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 they're not my salvation. And they're not my path. Jesus is my path. So Jesus says, whatever he say. Well, his mother Mary said that. Do it. Whatever he say, do it. Listen, if I say something that Jesus doesn't say, say, tell me, show me. I want to get it right. I don't be lying to people. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's stand up. As important as Mother's Day is, there is one day more important, the day you met Jesus, right? And that rose you're holding in your hand is a symbol of what you received. Actually, take it home and try to water it, do something with it, and, and, and let it grow. And let it be a remembrance of your faith. Like I said, I don't care if it's in a bucket or, you know, there's a certain way you can cut it to make it, put it in there and let it, let it grow back. If you nourish it, it'll grow. If you, put, if you plant it right, it'll grow. Right? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the day. Father, I thank you for the mothers that are here. I know most of all, our faith in you is the most important of all. And that, the, the rose that they have in their hand today represents you. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for all that you're doing in this church. Thank you for those that are here this morning. I thank you for the spirit that's here to teach us this morning. 
For those who are not here, Lord God, for whatever reason, help them, show them, teach them. In the name of Jesus.